Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 2, Episode 1. Today, we are going to be talking about sci-fi and fantasy romance, but first, we have some podcast housekeeping about some exciting changes as we're headed into Season 2. I'm very excited to announce that joining me as permanent co-hosts on the podcast are Liana and Izzy, who you have gotten to know from other episodes. Liana, I think you have been on this podcast more times than anybody else. Yeah, what do I get? Don't I get like a punch card and the fifth time I get like a sandwich? I feel like we need jackets. <laughs> Just like with the logo on the back. I mean like the ones in, I don't think totally like varsity that. jackets in Greece that are like pink. But yeah, yeah, straight. we need like the pink lady varsity jackets. Yes, that. that would be amazing. We should definitely do that. Yeah, so I am really excited to have them joining me. So you guys kind of know what to expect. We're going to go over some specifics so you know what is coming in season two. We've got lots of exciting plans for you. All three of us are here together for this episode, but for the most part, you will be seeing us in in separate groupings. Liana is going to be doing the sci-fi and fantasy episodes with me, and Izzy is going to be doing all the romance episodes. Yay! So you will get a romance episode every single month from now on, and we have lots of exciting reading plans and episode plans for uh, sci-fi fantasy, so we're going to get into all of that. But first of all, do you guys want to introduce yourselves, kind of tell everybody who you are, Whatever, whatever, whatever you want to tell the people. I know you've both been on here before, but it's a new season. I was gonna say the last few times I've introduced myself, I've just been like, "Y'all know who I am." <laughs> How dare you not know who she is? <laughs> Most things I do lately have been stuff that, like, with people that I've done things with, like before. So I've yeah. just gotten a habit of being like, "You know who I am." You know who I am. <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess given that uh, Bethany has introduced me as like the sci-fi fantasy part of these shenanigans going forth that's kind of what my channel is about surprise i mean bethany would be terrible at planning if uh, i was the big romance reader and she's like i'm gonna have you cover sci-fi fantasy um, it would be uh delightful yes <laughs> i mean maybe really we should give, switch give you a, give you a challenge there be, i mean we should we should we should switch one month right you know, maybe also like do ones together i know bethany's determined to keep us apart you know never the twain shall meet but yeah hey, no, if no. you guys want to do stuff together more than welcome i just don't want to put too much uh too much burden on you so okay I, I read all the books where you do have magic and you don't have smut um unlike unfortunately <laughs> unlike the sad. part of this uh this it's just so depressing like i don't know i like the magic and the smut together and like so oh, sometimes we we get smut in fantasy and it's almost never good that's that, that uh, yep Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's always a problem, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. The, the few and far between that are good are spectacular, but. Which I mean, like, in fairness, romance often kind of doesn't really do magic super well. So yeah. they have their fortes. I mean, true. true. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get, you know, a unicorn that does both well. Like Grace Draven. <laughs> Which we will get Chacha to. Sorry. Yes. And Izzy. Hello, I'm Izzy uh, from Heavy For Now, and yeah, I pretty much exclusively talk about romance. I do dabble in other genres. I definitely love a thriller. I will occasionally pick up a fantasy or a sci-fi. It's usually an audiobook, and it's got to be like under 25 hours. <laughs> That's what I'm like, I'm good. This is not happening. 
Um, Fair enough. But you know, if it's N.K. Jemison, you can convince me to read it. So the bar for being able to be a host on the podcast is you must love N.K. Jemison. So I'm, you know, happy to hear that. On all counts, we're in good shape. I mean, if you're going to read anybody in that genre, I feel like that's, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You can't really go wrong. It's true. Is that on your dating profile instead of must love dogs? It's must love and Must love Jemison. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I better go tell my partner. <laughs> dating profile is must love and Kate Jemison. Exactly. You know, I, I have my I have my old standbys in, in fantasy, but yeah, I mostly read romance and talk about romance a lot on my channel, along with manga. I also read a lot of mm. manga now, so mostly also romance based. <laughs> okay, so to give you guys a little bit of idea, we are gonna have one romance episode every month, and I, you know, we we've got some topics planned out for the next little while. I don't know how much we want to say at this point about any of it, but it's going to be fun. You'll get lots of recommendations. We'll be seasonally appropriate. It's going to be great. And then Leanna, maybe we can talk a little bit about some of our plans because I feel like for some of the stuff we're doing, people might want to read along with us, possibly, if they want to be prepared for spoilery episodes. October we are reading House of Leaves by Mark Danielewski, uh, as Izzy shakes her head. <laughs> nope. Honestly, I am being forced into this from multiple directions. At no point was this my choice. I thought about that book, and then I looked at it, and I saw pictures of that book, and I said, absolutely not. My brain, my ADHD brain would be like, I got to do what now? Turn the page? No. My Fair patrons enough. chose it for me to read and vlog for them. And Bethany was like, how do you feel about reading House of Leaves? And if that had not been the case, I would have been like, I feel not good about that. But I was like, well, as fate would have it. I'm already being made to read this. So may as well get double for my money. I mean, hey, you know, we'll, we're, so, so we're going to have an episode at the end of October. So if anybody else wants to read along with this uh, iconic horror novel. I'm excited to try it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited Maybe. to listen to this episode. <laughs> I'm just hoping for like a lot of kind of yelling about it because I just feel like everyone I know that's read it has basically been like, what did I read? Yeah, I feel like people have very strong feelings. So it's going to be interesting. When I was filming my TBR was the first time I'd really properly like held it. And I was like, this is so heavy. It's like a textbook. I will Mm -hmm. need to sit at a table to read it because I cannot possibly hold this. And Kindle is not an option because, I mean, you can get it on Kindle. But I can't imagine reading something that wonky a format. It doesn't exist on Kindle. No, it does now. You can't get it on Kindle? Oh, it does now? That must be no. But how? I don't know. Because that's why I won't read it. (laughs) Because I have to hold a book? Absolutely not. (laughs) Forget it. Okay, so that's October. November is Dune. I mean, like, nobody is shocked. We're going to see the movie, and then the very first week of November, you're going to get a Dune episode talking about the movie and the book. So if you want to read with us, I mean, we've already read it. If you want to read with us, psych, we already read it. (laughs) But if you want to read in preparation for the episode, you can. (laughs) Then uh, December, we're going to be doing an episode talking about The Hogfather, which is a Discworld book by Terry Pratchett. It's the holiday one, which seemed appropriate. And then, uh, Leanna, I'm going to let you talk about our 2022 giant read-along plans because I feel like 
this this is a lot of like how I maybe lured you into joining the podcast. I mean, not like, entirely, but partly. I, I joined conditionally. Like I she laid terms. them out in front of you and was like, follow me. And you're like, I'm going to get in this van. Uh, so, I mean, it, it wasn't quite that bad. But um, we will be reading all of the first law. So, surprise. Lena joins a venture and it suddenly turns into first law all the time. <laughs> Yeah, for anybody who's not familiar with Leanna, Joe Abercrombie, I would say is probably favorite author. I mean, at least top two. Yeah. 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 I mean, Neil Gaiman is my official favorite author, but like Abercrombie is like really creeping he's, up he's there. He's right there. Yeah. So we're going to be reading the entire First Lost series in 2022, beginning in January with The Blade itself. So if you want to read along with us. We're going to do spoilery episodes on all of them, and uh, it's going to be a good time. I, details will probably go up on our Instagram if you want to follow along in terms of what we're reading when at some point. <laughs> it's like a lot of housekeeping. But last thing before we dive into our actual topic for today's episode is that the plan is currently to also do slightly shorter episodes for the most part. We're going to aim to have them not if we're gonna have this much housekeeping, they will be just as long. It's like they're yeah. gonna be shorter. This episode's an hour and a half. It's, it's gonna be fine. fine. We'll we'll we're gonna we'll keep it succinct. Yeah. So the the idea is gonna be to try to have episodes that are more like 40, 45 minutes. Occasionally they may run long longer than that if we have a lot to say, but we're gonna try to have that be the average. So yeah, a little bit shorter than the hour we'd been doing before. And I think that's it. Anything else that I'm forgetting? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I feel bad because we didn't give any romance previews, but like, I don't, I don't feel like there's much to preview yet. We haven't decided on a read along for that. No, we will be like, doing a uh, an, an episode talking about the new Bridgerton series in yeah. January. So you which I still not watch, so it's going to be great. <laughs> well, you haven't you watched the first all season. Bridgerton? Bridgerton? Haven't even watched the first season yet, which I'm. It's shocking, Izzy. <laughs> I have. I maybe I should run the romance side of things. You can take fantasy. <laughs> All right, we'll switch. Oh, I will just talk about how bad the sex is. <laughs> Leanna, you should join us for the Bridgerton episode. That would be fun. I will, but I mean, like, can I just say, like, who's going to watch season two without Reggae Jean Page? Like, I know. Welcome to romance. But but we the new people they're know. bringing on look pretty good. Do they have look seen- like Reggae Jean Page? I mean, does anyone? Do any of no. the brothers... Li- Listen, I haven't watched it because I can't tell the brothers apart in any capacity. And I'm like, <laughs> this is going to be a disaster. See, it's good casting, though, because then they look like brothers. They, they do look, look like brothers. They do, yeah, but true. I cannot tell <laughs> You can eventually. Like, it just takes some time to, like, get to know them. But it's kind of like in fantasy abilities. books where, like, the names are so wild that you can't pronounce them. So you start referring to them as, like, oh, you're the prince one you're the rake one you're the whatever <laughs> so like the bridgerton brothers are the same you're like oh you're the one that was into that girl and, yep. and you're the mm-hmm. one that went to that party and you're the one that had the fight okay yeah <laughs> pretty much i think it helped that i watched like some cast interviews mm-hmm. and so seeing them in a different context helped yeah i need to do that just because so, like yeah. i watched the first episode and i was like which one is which i literally was just like i nope it doesn't matter okay. no one is here okay. for the bridgertons I mean, true. True. We're not. We're here for the one hot guy, and we're just want to stare at him, lick a spoon for... <sighs> Listen, all I needed was the gift. That's why I haven't watched it yet. I was like, that gift is enough for me. This gives me life. 
that's all I need. I I might need to like rewatch season one before season two. That could be fun. I would just like to say my mom learned what WAP was because we were watching Bridgerton. (laughs) My mom learned it on TikTok. So (laughs) my mom does not use a mobile phone for anything other than turning it on because she was told to expect a call. (laughs) Yeah, no, mine's on social media. Yeah, mine's on social media too. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we are going to talk about speculative romance because I feel like this is kind of where we can cross over a little bit. So I don't know where you all want to start. What do you look for in fantasy or sci-fi romance? Do you have preferences, genres that you particularly care about? And then we can talk about recommendations. I mean, I'm probably the wild card here in that I want the most bonkers <laughs> books. Give me the banana pants, full on like blue alien peen. <laughs> no, I mean, that is not more, the though. most like, bonkers though. It's not it's the most bonkers. Thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, that. it's not really speculative. I one read one where the guy had two. <laughs> he had two dicks just ready to go. I mean, but they weren't blue. No, but he grew another one for their mating ceremony. <laughs> on demand. <laughs> Yeah, it was like part of their satyr abilities. Oh my gosh. It's not a good book. <laughs> I'm going to say that. It's not a good book. But it's a wild ride. Okay. But I li- that's that's my like thing. I love, I mean, I love like the more like fantasy with solid romance and stuff. But I just thrive when I can find these banana pants books that are like speculative. Because they're just, they go for it. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're most of the time when I get annoyed with things, I mean, I get annoyed with things a great deal of the time. <laughs> but, um, oftentimes, like, if you had just leaned in, if you had just, like, really gone for whatever thing you were going for instead of holding back, whatever that thing is, you know, like, if it's something campy or something ludicrous, but when they hold back and kind of try to maybe sort of make it normalish, I'm like, there's just absolutely no way that this is normal. And I can't accept any book that tries to make me think that it is. So if you had just leaned in and gone wild with it, I would have been like, well, this is self-aware about what it is and it's going for it. Uh, so, yeah, I think I I don't know that I like go out of my way to look for bonkers things in in it, but I can sometimes get down with stuff that's a little out there i mean you know liana did you ever read ice planet barbarians i mean i know everybody's been talking about it but <laughs> no <laughs> she's like absolutely not. she's like no i have not it's i mean it's actually pretty good i think yeah i think you but have do to you like think i would like it i mean hold on i'm gonna go join your patreon and sway everyone to vote for you <laughs> <laughs> Get Leanna to vlog reading uh-huh. uh, Ice uh-huh. Planet Barbarians. The first book's rough. I'm not going to deny that the yeah. first book is not rough. And I think you could skip the first book, honestly, and like talk to somebody that read it, give, get a plot summary, and just move forward. Because the first book, she was definitely going for a darker romance. And then mm-hmm. she like totally switches to this like heartfelt, weird alien romance. <laughs> It's a little out there. It's okay. But I've read, I've, read some of, I've read a couple of her this? like Rizdiverse books, which are set in the same universe, mm-hmm. and they're very good. They like, are. They're they're, they're, they're really cute and fun. Um, most of those ones are like arranged marriages or like marriage of mm-hmm. conveniences with these human women who marry aliens for like protection, basically, because yeah. they don't want other people raiding their farms. And so they marry alien men to protect their farmland. That's and then, 
as I one mean, does. I mean, awesome. they just want to have a farm. I mean, I space. have more bonkers than Ice Planet. We can go a yeah, lot of places. Not been on TikTok, so it, it's not <laughs> trending. One yeah. of them is. Yeah, I've got one that definitely is. is more is than this the Morning ever. Glory Milk Farm? Absolutely. Okay, tell people about this. I haven't read it, but I've I've seen people talking <gasps> Bethany, about it. Bethany, oh Bethany, I need you to change your life and read it. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's so no. So it's the most bananas book. Like honestly, okay. it's my top of the list bananas book now because like our female main character goes to this new community. Uh, it's called like Cambric Creek and all these mythical beings live there. There's like a Mothman there and I need his romance like immediately. I want to know how that works. But she goes to work at a farm where they milk minotaurs. And her and a client, she ends up, they like kind of fall in love. I think you need to like explain what you mean by milking. I was going to say, aren't minotaurs male? Uh-huh. If you really want me to explain what I mean by <laughs> <laughs> um, so the farm, they harvest the semen from the minotaurs and they have machines and stuff and they have to do some manual labor <laughs> and she has to go through training and there's different kinds of um, minotaurs that come in. So there's like good little cows that like to be told that they're good cows. So we, we explore some interesting kinks. <laughs> and there's like clock watchers who like know exactly like how long it's going to take them and all that. But they use that semen to make Viagra basically. So they make the minotaurs that do this make a bunch of money. The ladies who work there and milk the minotaurs make a bunch of money. There's like a platform. They're like kind of underground and the guys like lay on this bed thing, I guess, with the hole. (laughs) You're just like, oh, my God. So she starts working there and Rourke is the minotaur that like she starts to have a relationship with. But like, it's really cute. And it's it's a weirdly sweet book. And no one believes it. And then they read it and they come back and they go, holy crap, that was really sweet. The romance, how it unfolded. You don't actually spend a ton of time in the milking part of the book, if that makes sense. Like, it's just kind of the intro for her starting the job. And it's briefly mentioned. And then that's it. Like, it's not really, like, dove into. But she's, like, in severe debt and trying to, like, find a job where she can make some money. And this pays really well. And it's not that bad. So she does it. And she meets Rourke. And, um, you know, he... Produces like 24 ounces of liquid just straight out of the peen. And that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And just, just to be clear, minotaurs have like a bull's head, right? Huh? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a really sweet, huge. I, I know. I know. It sounds nuts. But it truly is. I Everyone mean, who's read it is like. It's like really I feel sweet, like cute. stuff like that, you're kind of coming up with this bonkers plot idea as a way to get people to click it. You a know? little bit. Which, I mean, honestly, is not a terrible marketing idea if you're an indie author and you're trying to stand out from the crowd. And it started trending on TikTok. I mean, yeah. And it's also, like, I read her other book, which is called Girls Weekend. um, Mm -hmm. And it follows, like, three girls who go on a trip to, like, a area where people vacation and there's, like, nudist orcs and they just, like, want to go hook up. Sorry, did Um, you just say nudist orcs? (laughs) 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 And they live in the same town as... Tolkien never wrote about that. He skipped that part of the I'm lore. sorry, but I I think every single orc romance is 100% inspired by Tolkien and all the girls who had hot fantasies about the orcs in the movies. No doubt. But I mean, I'm sure Tolkien himself, if he like rose from the he grave and was handed one of these. He would love it. <laughs> he would be like, what is this? Oh. Uh, but yeah, that one is not as good. 
But I feel like she's just somebody who's interested in writing the monster romances, which can have interesting parallels. I think I feel like it's interesting, too, because those usually are set on Earth versus space or like random place that doesn't exist. It's interesting. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. I'm just saying if you've been if you've been holding off on Morning Glory Milking Farm, change that. It's, it's I never heard of it until now. You're welcome. <laughs> it's because you're not on TikTok, Leanna. Yeah. In fairness, if I was on TikTok, I'm not sure I'd be following the kind of accounts that would be telling me this great news. <laughs> I mean, that that is possible. Possibly. You know who you know who read it and was talking about it was uh, Eloisa James. I'm not surprised. And she was like, she was like, you know, she was surprisingly professional about her job and like, yeah, it she it was. It was really, it was really interesting. Like, and it was a neat look at um. Is it sex work or not? And how that was treated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. really cute. Very thoughtful. He didn't want to rip her sheets or break her bed, you know? So they couldn't bang until they went to his house. <laughs> I mean, if that's what's happening to the bed and the sheets, what's happening to her? <laughs> There's lots of lubrication. It's fine. <laughs> you have to suspend your disbelief, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that that talked about how big he was, so I can't, I can't fully... I I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking like there's only so much weight that a body can bear. Well, no, he. I, I don't think he like laid on her, so we're, well, we're okay. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Smothered. <laughs> oh my gosh. Flat okay, hair. so uh, you know, on the 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 less bonker side of things, Leanna, <laughs> what do you look for in your speculative romance, and what do you enjoy reading? Well, since I'm primarily a fantasy reader, then when I do dip my toes into, well, really romance of any kind, but speculative romance, I guess, in particular, I still want, like, a good fantasy story. I want there to be that, and then the romance to just be, like, a much more important thread, a much more, like, key feature of it than is typical, than, you know, than Tolkien would give you, or than, like, even, you know, Rothfuss or even Abercrombie would give you. That romance is, like, more central to the plot, but that there is a plot outside of just the banging. <laughs> so that's that's kind of key for me. But, I mean, that I generally tend to like that even if it's not speculative. So even, like, in a uh, historical romance, like, I tend to prefer there to be something else going on that I can be interested in and rooting for an outcome that isn't related to, like, coupling. <laughs> yeah. I know one of your favorite authors is Grace Draven. Yeah. What should we... If- why what should people read from her what's great about her well they should read radiance because i read that like five times so it's really good (laughs) radiance is so good and that okay so oftentimes again when i get annoyed with in relationships and books uh be they like straight up romance or not is just horrible communication or miscommunication or lack of communication there's like 500 pages that could be cut if they had just talked to each other and in radiance the book is like 200 pages because brishna and ildiko they are always like upfront with each other. It's so chill. I just every time I read it, I always say like, I want to just hang out with Brishna and Ildiko because they're chill AF and it's very, yeah. it's very nice. <laughs> no stress. That's a good one. Well, and I always like that too, like the pol- the marriage of convenience or political marriage type thing where it's like they slowly fall for each other. I like. Yeah, it yeah it's the best. It's also the best because they were like, you're you're ugly to each other. I like the open. Yeah. And I love that. And then it's yeah. like, oh, wait, now we're attracted to each other. It's great. Which, like, is, again, I think, uh, honestly, a good example. Radiance is doing speculative right when you're writing basically a romance because she's done enough world building to where, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't feel like a hollow 
cardboard cutout. It feels mm-hmm. like a, a lived-in world that has like its own magic and lore and stuff. And then just the way that it's like a, it's done. It's sometimes played for laughs, of course, but I think the care that goes into showing us both Brishan and Eldigo's perspectives and how they both think the other is. <laughs> repulsive which again like is funny at times but it's also i mean i think there's a lot of care put into sort of othering the human and how like someone who looks like this other species what they're used to how what they would find unsettling about a human and Mm -hmm. i don't it's not just a joke you know like Mm -hmm. i think a lot of care went into that and made it feel really authentic yeah yeah i agree I don't know if this is fair. I don't read enough romance to know, but I feel like in my experience of Beauty and the Beast type things, it's like her that has to get over how horrible he looks because he's some kind of a monstrous creature. And I'm like, well, if there are different species, I mean, presumably they would have to get over how you look too, but that's like just like never the thing. And I love that that's yeah. the thing in radio. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, a lot of the Beauty and the Beast ones now, he just stays like horribly scarred. He's already horribly scarred or whatever and is dealing with his own like internal issues with that. But yeah. Or stays the beast or monster. I mean, that's always the ideal, right? Where he just stays the monster. <laughs> well, or, you know, you get like Angela Carter in the Bloody Chamber. She's got one that's interesting where the the girl turns into a monster at the end. Ooh, which like is really so like Shrek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it is kind we reached of the like, bottom of my romance knowledge we're at shrek <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean it's interesting because it is kind of like that in terms of escaping these like external mm-hmm. ideals for women and stuff and like that's how she can have her like sexual awakening and stuff so it's 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 uh it's pretty interesting yeah yeah. I feel like when you were describing how like actually heartfelt and sweet the Minotaur is, honestly what I kept thinking, I was like, well, Brishin is the stuff of nightmares, and that is very sweet, mm-hmm. actually, when it comes down to it. Yeah. It's a very heartfelt, sweet romance. Mm-hmm. So like it's not at all unbelievable to me that that could be the case when it's between a Minotaur and a human. Like I've seen yeah. it. It it can be done. Listen, I just need a man. That's that's my dream right now. I want the Mothman one. Maybe you'll get it. I, I mean, so. her book's blowing up, so she's probably going to write more of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I enjoy different things. I've I've enjoyed some of the Ruby Dixon that I've read because I feel like her books are so campy. Like, they mm-hmm. don't take themselves too seriously, but they're well-crafted. Like, mm-hmm. she does a good job of doing world-building and characterization and not a lot of pages, which not everybody can do. And they're just they're silly like they're they're entertaining and they don't take they, they aren't taking themselves too seriously and mm-hmm. i just get a kick out of that i don't know like i also can enjoy it when it's a book where it's okay well i've probably talked about this before i mean, I mean i've talked about the series on here before but something like the side changeling series mm-hmm. by nalini singh is great because you get world building that happens over the course of multiple books you also get characterization and like building of communities that happens because you return to characters from previous books and these little like snippets and stuff and so it's cool because there's like mini plot arcs in each book and there's like each book focuses on a different couple but you also have these like overarching plot arcs that are taking place across books and across the series where you're learning more about the lore and the history and the politics and like what's happening and all these secrets and I love that and I also love that you get to kind of return to seeing some of your favorite characters and see okay like what are they doing now like are they dealing with conflicts now that they're married are they thinking about having kids are they like what are they like and I just I really really enjoy that it feels like such a lived in 
world to me, which I think is is a lot of fun. So you get like the romance element, but so much more than just that. That makes sense from the one I've read. <laughs> <laughs> but I can feel that just the one book I read in that series, like you can feel that the world's very lived in. Yeah. Which is always fun. Yeah. It's not I just a cardboard so. cutout village. No. <laughs> No, I think they're they're really good. And um, I do enjoy it when you get a good blend of like the strong relationship plus interesting plot or like a good slow burn, like Empire of Sand by yeah. Tasha Suri. Mm-hmm. So good. Leanna, did you ever read that one? Not unless you made me. <sighs> oh you might gosh. need to read that one. But you, I think you would be into it too. It's totally your brand of romance. I mean, if it's like rain and ruin. I mean, kind of. Well, it's more traumatic than them, but it's like, um, but. (laughs) She like, you like Grimdark, more traumatic than mine, I feel. I mean, mean, Grimdark doesn't tend to be sad. Grimdark tends to be stabby. (laughs) True. So like Robin Hobb is like going to like stab you in the heart and Abercrombie is going to stab you in the face. (laughs) That's the difference. I think you would be very into Empire of Sand. It's a I'll very good. Like I, I feel like romance. it's it, you would be really into it. I didn't realize you hadn't read it. Shoot. I I realized that one a lot of people read not knowing mm-hmm. it's romance. I found yeah, out actually. I think that's true. But it is. It's like a very slow burn romance where it's like a sort of forced marriage turned friendship turned lovers. Were like, they both forced into it? Yes. Yes. Because that's an immediate no from me. And yes. discovering. No, 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 no. They're, they're both forced into it. And by discovering your magic forces. abilities. Yeah. Like your powers. Yeah. So there's like magic and they're forced into this marriage for like external sort of political reasons. And then they like make the best of it and become friends with each other and then end up falling for each other and taking down the like evil tyrant that's like forced them into the marriage in the first place. It's so good. It's really good. It's a great I mean, audio book. Some of that already sounded like radiance. <laughs> I think you would. I didn't realize you hadn't read it. Yeah, you should. You should totally read Empire. Why would you think that I had read it if you didn't make me? I don't know. I think for some reason in my head you had. Did I you otherwise I probably would have made you read it. It's great. I feel yeah. like um, one that goes well with an Empire Sand. It's different. Still, it would be like Heart of Blood and Ashes by Millivane. Did you read this, Bethany, or not? We read it for a book. Oh, did you not like it? <laughs> Okay, never mind. But I'll I know a lot of people. It's okay. I like. I, mean, I know a lot of people. It's one of those too. ones that I feel like if you're like want to dip your toe in and you like fantasy, it has like some of that like battley stuff <laughs> from fantasy. <laughs> uh, but then like also the delight of like a yeah. yeah, like lots of swords, horses, like I I don't know fantasy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I particularly liked it because I really liked the representation with our heroine being disabled. Um, I like that being a total badass. I totally know why you wouldn't like it because the hero, he's super not your friend. I think the thing that we did like about it was her. She was the best part of it. Yeah. I said, he's not your kind of hero at all. So it's like, I'm not surprised you didn't like it. But I I particularly liked it, but I do tend to like more alpha heroes than you do. But I just think that's a fun one even to try when people want to dip their toe in a little bit. Because there's not, I feel like there's like a very like, small basket of authors that like manage to pull off the fantasy romance well Mm -hmm. and it's always a hard one to be like yes absolutely this one yeah I think that was the hard thing for me is like I liked a lot of the fantasy side of it and Mm -hmm. I really loved the heroine but I 
kind of hated the hero. <laughs> so, no, I didn't, I, I didn't like hate the book. I think I gave it like three stars or three and a half mm -hmm. stars. So it wasn't like bad. I just I didn't like him. At no, all. I just figured it was also it, it was too yeah. long. Yeah. It was a little too long. It was a little long. Yeah, but I I, I still really like that book. I need to finish that series. But it was still a fun time. And she was a lot just of people so badass. It. Yeah, she was great. She was the best part by far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, it's always funny because I know it's like Heather from Hia Booktube's favorite. I think it was on my favorite list last year. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've read too many books. Yeah. <laughs> then I, mean, tell I think you. it's popular. I think if it's your cup of tea, like it's. Yeah. I mean, it, it's totally my cup of tea. Like that's yeah. the thing, right? Like I love, I don't know. I just love really awful people sometimes <laughs> in my, for my heroes, you know, like, just, yeah. I don't know. Give me somebody like, who's going to fuck up and have to, like, too, apologize. Not the romantic lead. <laughs> I mean, there's different kinds of awful, right, too, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. I think for me, it was just more that he, like, apologized and, like, kind of figured his shit out a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, Novel. oh, shit, I fucked up. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, like, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think for me, I was like... Mm, this is too little too late like this should have happened like 50 pages ago and like then we should see that you've actually changed <laughs> like I think that was kind of I feel like I've just yeah. I sitting here identified why people do such a bad job of like recommending romances to me because mm -hmm. what you just said you're like oh I just really like bad people and I'm like I mean, but that's, yeah, I like reading about bad people, but not in a romance. And so then when people look at all of, like, my grimdark reading, and yeah. they're like, oh, well, then, like, what if that character was actually, like, the, like, romantic lead? And I'm just like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're trying to match it that problem. way. I, I think the best approach is matching via tropes. Like, what fantasy mm -hmm. trope do you like? Here's a fantasy book with, or a fantasy romance with those tropes. Yeah. Is actually, like, the better way to do it. Yeah, people probably do look at that and go, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably, probably. Like, I mean, the thing in Grimdark is that, like, you aren't expected, like, you're not in a position where you feel like you need to condone it, what's going on. Like, it's accepted, like, at the outset that this will be bad. <laughs> they are bad. You're meant to think they're bad. Whereas in a romance, like, you have to, like, justify something in your head about, like, why it's okay. <laughs> like, they're together. And for me, I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, that's so interesting. Any other like big things you're thinking of? I don't know, like a different category of speculative romance that you think is worth checking out or... I mean, we can quickly talk about how bad fantasy is at romance, like the other side. Of so I have one sci-fi rec I can give that is good for anyone who likes Mass Effect. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, and that's Strange Love by Anna Guire. Our hero I is a weird alien man who... It's all it's all weird. He's got like a hard exterior stuff. Accidentally picks up the wrong girl, gets picked up from uh, Earth, uh, and her dog who talks and befriends the AI in his little spaceship. She has to like complete a battle so they can get married and prove that they're worthy of being mates. And he is a very cinnamon roll hero. It is weird, but in that way that like you want an alien romance to be weird. Like it's not just a blue penis. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's like Shape of Watery going on. <laughs> I read it because I love Garrus from Mass Effect. And it was pitched to me as a Garrus romance book. And I said, all right, I'm clicking on that. And uh, it was a blast. It's definitely a favorite book. So if you're looking for a not blue penis alien romance, there you go. Love it. That's the blurb for the cover. Not blue not blue penis, penis alien book. I mean, sometimes you want a weird contraption to be happy. <laughs> Just a change of pace. Contraption. 
<laughs> Leanna's face, she's like, no, I don't. Nope. Contraption. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how six, I don't know. I'm like, it's, it's audio. Not you know what? Video, so I can't do the visual. No, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> From Shape of Water. Oh my gosh. You know what, though? This is what why I think it's great to have this mix of us mm-hmm. because we do kind of, we ha- we overlap enough in things we like, but mm-hmm. there's enough variation that people will get. I'm always on the outskirts of my weird books. It's You're fine. Great. It's fine. Oh, man. So what do you think fantasy romance or fantasy does bad with romance? I'm very curious about this one. I, I don't say, think I've read just, enough to... Period. Uh, it just does bad at romance. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I feel. It's like for the ones I yeah. have read. But... Which is like, I, it is unfortunate because I feel like there is, I mean, I guess, I mean, YA is kind of filling that niche because I would say that there is, there's no reason these, they're not like mutually exclusive genres. They're not mm-hmm. like, they, they, they lend themselves to each other, if that makes sense, because there's something yeah. very like ultra romantic about fantasy. And so like, why can't we do romance right? Because, because dudes are writing it, maybe. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was, am I going to say it? I think it's because dudes are writing it. And it maybe is better now because bit. both because more females are writing adult fantasy mm-hmm. and also just because this has been talked about enough to where, like, you know, male writers are like, okay, I guess I should, like, pay attention. Maybe I should watch a rom com. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's, it's better all around, but it's still far from frequently good. Mm hmm. Yeah. So one, I I do find it interesting, like when they do a better job, there's one guy who's writing these fantasy books and the books themselves aren't necessarily perfect, but I think they do a decent job with the romance. Again, not, not like perfect, but like towards the right direction and pretty good. So the first one is The Bard's Blade by Brian D. Anderson. I think think there's like two books out in the series so far. Got it, because the cover looks cool. Yeah, so they're not, I mean, like, I have some critiques of the books, but, like, they're pretty enjoyable and interesting, and I think they do a decent job with romance, and I think part of it is, I know the author has tried to do better with that, which you can kind of tell. I think romance, when I've seen it, like, more successful in adult fantasy, has tended to be, if it's the kind of story that either is a single POV or very few POVs and it really kind of you sit with that character possibly from childhood into adulthood and you really it's not just like a quest and it's not just battle like it's a lot more of just being with that character being in their head seeing what they're about and their emotional state because then part and parcel of that human experience is them discovering that they have like romantic feelings for somebody and then following that plot line so like usually like an adult fantasy that has a good romantic subplot it's usually because it's like that kind of book so i'm thinking like name of the wind or like the robin hobb books or there's a self-published book that is kind of name of the windy in appeal called dawn of wonder um like books like that where you're really sitting with the character mm-hmm. and then it's it's then it's okay <laughs> yeah because you know the character more that makes a lot of sense i think that's interesting yeah i tend to stick to female fantasy authors because i feel like if they do add the romance element, I'm usually okay with it because I feel like they pull it off. Mm-hmm. But it, it is interesting. I also wonder, though, do you think a lot of the female YA fantasy authors try to write adult books but get shoved down there because they're like, well, that's not going to work? Yes. Sure, that has happened, but I would I don't think that like that's like the majority or anything. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them write specifically for 
YA. They weren't like writing thinking it would be adult and then got yeah. shoved into YA. I mean, I'm sure that has happened, but yeah, I just wonder that because I mean, you see the misshelving all the time, yeah. of course, right? You know who does really good romance in her sci fi and fantasy books actually is Kate Elliott. Have you guys read from her? Do nope. I know her name? So she, in fact, she has like some pretty heavy romance in some of her books. I'm trying to remember. I think Cold Fire, I want to say, is one of the books in a series that I read from her. And like, there's a lot. I mean, there's like even some steamier scenes later in the book. So it takes a while to get there. But there's there's like a really good romantic plot in that. And generally, I think she does a pretty good job of blending them. I mean, Beth and I, Bethany and I agree on a really unpopular opinion as to what adult fantasy writer did romance the best. <laughs> Terry Goodkind. <laughs> sort of true series. Yeah. <laughs> do people hate the romance in it people hate terry goodkind period oh. <laughs> we did a whole podcast episode about this like defending it because i think it gets such a bad rap because he <laughs> was an interesting person the, it's like author. not quite as bad as like jk rowling but it's that situation where you're like if you had just like not said anything ever yeah things would have been so much better <laughs> yeah yeah no but he it's true like his romances are pretty good like you care about them and i don't know i think a lot of people would enjoy his books i feel like more people than realize would probably enjoy him yeah people just assume oh that's bad i'm never trying it i'm like okay but like i've heard his name never read it i mean yeah honestly like if you're looking for high fantasy with a strong romantic element like is he you know i mean they are they're they're much longer books than what you usually Mm -hmm. read but i actually think you would like them I really do. Like it's I, not, I, w- I have to audio anything that long because I will have. They have audiobooks. Uh, I literally, I pick up the long books. I start it. I get halfway. I put it down. Yeah. And then I forget it. <laughs> yeah. My Kindle. And I'm like, huh? I'm fifty percent through that. Why did I never? And I open. It, I'm like, oh, that's why you didn't finish it. Oh yeah. man, reading a long oh. book on Kindle, like it's so disheartening because you're just looking at the percentage on I the hate bottom. Doing long and, like you're like page Kindle. after page. Yes. Like, come on, percentage. Come on, change. Yes. One up. One up. I one can't. up. I cannot. Uh, I just make my text really big and then I turn the page more and then it feels like it goes up more. That doesn't help me because I just care about the percentage. Yeah. (laughs) That I that's me. Like I have to turn the font up to keep my brain engaged. Um yeah. yeah. Turn it off on long stuff because I'm like, no. Well, so like on our on our YouTube channels, we're gonna be doing a read-along for the uh sort of truth series next year. So you could join us for book one in January if you want. I think you would like them. I really maybe, do. Maybe y'all will bully me, bully me into it. We'll see. All right. All right. It might be fun. Okay. Well, with that said, everybody, <laughs> we're going to get into On My Radar, where we're going to share some recent and upcoming book releases that we're all excited about. But first up, if you enjoyed the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners. And if you're interested in getting early access to episodes and exclusive bonus content, which is always a lot of fun, consider supporting us on Patreon. Huge thanks to all of our patrons for making this possible, including our world-expanding patron, Trina. You all are wonderful. So for On My Radar, we're going to talk about recent or upcoming releases in sci-fi, fantasy, and romance. The books for today's episode will be released between October 12th and October 25th. I have a few, and then I think, do you, if you guys have any, we can do that. I've got one. Um, okay, so I'll do one. Maybe we can just like 
go around. I'll start, I'll start with one. Okay, so October 12th, I've got one book coming out, The Keeper of Night by Kylie Lee Baker. This is really interesting. It's a debut YA fantasy about a girl who, well, I would say like fantasy horror is probably what it is. It's about a girl who's half British Reaper, half Japanese Shinigami, who spent the last 800 years like reaping souls and stuff. But she faces a lot of racialized bullying. Um, she lives in like historical London and isn't really accepted because people think that, she, oh, like you're Japanese. So some bad stuff happens and she and her half brother flee to Japan where she goes to try to track down her Shinigami mother who she thinks abandoned her as a child and gets caught up in a lot of like dangerous stuff. So what's interesting about this book is it uses a lot of stuff with like Japanese mythology and it is creepy. Like that stuff is dark, like dark and gruesome, <laughs> gruesome. Um, but it's really interesting and it's really a book about being biracial and not feeling like you fit anywhere or you're accepted for who you are anywhere and like trying to find where you fit and find your family and acceptance and stuff and it but it's it's dark and definitely a mix of like horror and fantasy so that's a that's a fun one this is not falling your date range but you told me i could use this one so. <laughs> um vespertine by margaret rogerson is her third new standalone ya fantasy and this deals with like a, a girl who's trained in this thing of like cleansing bodies for the spirits of the dead to pass on and there are like revenants and a special kind of like magic user who can deal with the revenants and there's like someone attacking and it's it promises to be a death-filled good time sounds like fun i want to uh, that so bad yeah i'm not like great two new books on my tbr just what i needed <laughs> october 19th Flowers for the Sea by Zin E. Rocklin. It says it's a dark debut novella that reads like Rosemary's Baby by way of Octavia Butler, which sounds interesting. A lush gothic fantasy about the prices we pay and the vengeance we seek. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Sounds dark. Yeah. yeah. But it's a novella, so it's like short, you know. Izzy. It's a lot for short. Um, okay, so on October 19th, I have Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey, the queen of Grumpy Sunshine, I feel like, and absolute filth uh, in the best way like the most unassuming cover and then you're like oh all right he was just like yes yeah, sit on my face and you're like this is not the cover i expected that on <laughs> that's it happened one summer but window shopping is her new christmas standalone and a girl she's standing outside of a store and critiquing the window display in manhattan to the owner it turns out who then says all right i want you to fix it and he hires her to fix it. And it just sounds like the perfect like oh, that's cute. Christmas romance where like they fall in love while she like fixes his window display. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know I wanted this, but I really want this. That's really cute. I like that. Also coming out October 19th is Within These Wicked Walls by Lauren Blackwood. I'm really excited about this one. I hope it's as good as I think it could be. It is a gothic fantasy being pitched as Kirsten White meets Tomi Adeyemi in an Ethiopian-inspired fantasy retelling of Jane Eyre. So it's like gothic magic fantasy retelling of G Jane Eyre in Ethiopia. I'm like, yes, yes, that sounds fantastic. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Hopefully it's good. And then the last one I have is Well Matched by Jenda Luca, also coming out October 19th. This one is the third book in the series that um, is like 
Renaissance fair adjacent romances. I really loved the first one. I didn't love the second one. I'm hoping the third one is better. And I've heard that it is. This one is like an accidentally in love story with a single mom and um, our hero who like, you know, is big and wears a kilt at the Renaissance fair. So it should be fun. I'm excited for that one too. <laughs> yeah. So all of the books will be linked in the show notes if you all want to check them out. Thank you all for joining me. We're really excited to have Leanna and Izzy on board. And we will be back in a couple of weeks with that episode about House of Leaves. So if you want to read it, you can it's on Kindle Unlimited. I commence panicking that I need to is read it, it within it's that. It's on Kindle Unlimited. Really? Kindle Unlimited. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, hey, if you're on Kindle Unlimited, you could join us for a spoilery House of Leaves episode if you're prepared for, apparently it's really scary. And All y'all should read it so you can explain it to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I firmly believe I'm not smart enough for that book. It's fine. It's, it's, it's going to be fine. great. We're going to make it happen. So again, this has been Chapter 3 Podcast. We are your hosts, Bethany, Leanna, and Izzy. And you can follow us on Twitter at Chapter 3 Podcast, as well as on Instagram and TikTok. You can also find us on YouTube for video versions of the episodes. And you can find the three of us on YouTube channels as well. All of our links will be in the show notes. Next episode will be available in two weeks. And this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.